It is the Chicago First United Audio Podcast, your Chicago scene salvation, featuring interviews with the premier talent and tastemakers in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast every week at ChicagoVerseUnited.com. This week, an interview with Tim Pogo, recorded at the final Panic Dance Party at Dark Room in Chicago. Here's how that sounds. Haima Black here in the back room of Dark Room, and I am here with none other than Pogo for Dance Party Panic, the monthly that's been running here for quite a long time. How are you doing, sir? It's The back room is actually the kitchen. Yeah, we're in the kitchen. Don't put your hand down. That's the, an active pilot light in that stove, commercial stove. So I've done a lot of interviews in kitchens lately. I was just in Debonair's <laughs> kitchen the other day. I don't know. The kitchen is well, kind of like the actual green room at Debonair, right? So. It is. The kitchen's the new green room. <laughs> that's what the food is, man. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing tonight, man? This is the last, you know, for anyone listening, we are here at Dark Room for the last panic dance party that's happening here at Dark Room. That's, or, that's, or maybe ever. Hopefully we can qualify that. You never know. You never know. It's not a, it's not a, it's a tough competition in this town, and a lot of people clamoring for the attention and attendance of people in terms of going out, especially for dance parties. Uh, but we'll try like hell, man. I mean... This thing's been cooking for 12 years, and let's see, one, one, one and a half, two, three, four incarnations almost, in two time zones, D.C. and Chicago, so, but, uh, so, you know, we, we'll hope, but, I mean, Dark Room is by far, by leaps and bounds, been the longest home in any one stretch. Six and a half years we've been here now, so. I mean, that's crazy, and you have been heading this party up for six and a half years here at Dark Room yourself with you and Arturo? Yeah. Um, Arturo met me at, at Smart Bar when it was going on there. Oddly enough, the man who allowed Panic to rekindle and continue again once I moved from no one knew me from freaking Adam when I showed up from D.C. They're like, who the hell are you? And I was, you know, on a radio station that no one listened to. So I had I had so little cred that, like, I mean, I, I couldn't do a damn thing. So luckily, though, Brad Owen, the guy booking the smart bar at the time, was like, I, I dropped out one of the demos. I made a, I literally made a panic demo with, like, a little voiceover describing what it's all about and a bunch of music hooks and about our big songs. Uh, probably pretty much all the songs you're hearing tonight. <laughs> we'll get to that later if you want. But, uh, you know. All of a sudden, a few weeks after I dropped it off, I get a call. He's like, hey, come in and talk to me. And uh, sure enough, Joe Shanahan, Brad, we're trying to come about, come up with a, a smart bar night to kind of give it an, an old school, classic days of smart bar sort of vibe. And that's kind of what our music is a lot, or at least founded in. So uh, so they say, yeah, do it here. So it was weekly on Sundays, which is a tough thing, night to build a crowd on. When I mean, I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Sure, but then we got to Wednesdays, and then actually, you know, at least people showed up then. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sundays, we got really nobody until uh, people who got, got out of work that work at other bars at right. two o'clock. It's all the industry. Yeah. Yeah. So Wednesday, at least something started to happen. Got some cool guest DJs in there. I remember what's his name from the Yeah Yeah Yeahs guest DJ with he once and Nick Zimmerman. Yeah, yeah, Nick. Duh. And which at the time, my buddy in New York was like, "Hey, this friend of mine lives down the street. He's in this band." They got a gig. And some you got to check them out. Yeah. Like, well, he wants to DJ maybe. He does some of that in New York. So can you like come DJ 
easy with you. It's the same night. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. You know? And There's just some little out. band that's going to end up headlining Lollapalooza a few One years day. later. Yeah. It was him. You know, <laughs> Peter Hook then from New Order, which, you know, knocked my socks off. And yeah. Andy Rook from the Smiths all of a sudden become guest DJ. So all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey. Yeah. People started showing up on Wednesdays, and that's when some buzz got around town. That's when Arturo started showing up all the time and requesting awesome songs all night. Um, And being a video, like, just artist, scientist, connoisseur, I kind of needed that help in that aspect of the visual and image side of things. And he's like, I have great music taste, and I needed help in the DJing department as well. Because those were six-hour nights at Smart Bar. I'm like, Jesus. So, uh, yeah, Arturo came rolling up and helped me out big time. Time and uh, he was actually instrumental in landing us here because he and Arunas, who's the guy that's been running Smart uh, Dark Room forever, they were they were friends. So really, it was Arturo that had the line on Dark Room. So well, and Arturo Arturo Vale, it's worth noting. You know, he his visuals were always made you know Panic really interesting, and they also transferred over to Dark Wave Disco, you know, which was another party that was happening at the time, and you know they started using his visuals, and I always felt like that set. You know, Panic and Dark Wave. It sets some of these really rad parties apart from maybe just some of the regular kind of like just other dance parties. Yeah, that multi-sensory sort of experience. Yeah. And he also did the visuals for the band Ariel, you know. So yes, he's yeah, known around yeah. town for that sort of stuff now. And he expressed an interest in, you know, to get together. I'm like, oh, sweet. You know, and uh, and then when we got into this place, uh, it, it was like literally zero to 60. It, it, I think I remember our first night would have been February or something like that in 06. And... It didn't require like a oh yo this panic's moving to this new venue try to please kind of please come by if you can like try to make it it was like bam yeah hit the ground running everyone was and what you know what it was it was like oh wow a weekend it was Fridays and uh, oh a weekend oh in a part of town where I only need to schlub up to Wrigleyville no offense Mar Par Metro um, <laughs> but for our people it's yeah. it's 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 a hike and um, it was bam instantaneous and Arunas let us kick around every six and a half years even through when times got tough. Let's face it, no place was busy all the time. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. except for a select very few things, and uh, so so everyone had, took the hit. But even back then, they kept with us. So yeah, I mean, this has been a great home for Panic, and for anyone who hasn't ever been to this party, because you know, down the line, people are going to hear this podcast years later. I mean, Panic has always been this great Brit pop, new wave indie pop kind of party, right? Like you know, like who are some of the artists that you guys are regularly spinning? You know the music that people would hear when they would come out here. I always call it pretty much the musical lines and pads that like pretty much exist in, in somebody who grew up liking quote unquote alternative music. College radio and like yes. real alternative not like yeah. I mean you and I exactly. we have our history with a lot of different types of alternative yeah. music. Yeah. <laughs> when we called it modern rock yeah. when the yeah. modern rock section of the record store is where you found your stuff that's what we you know so I always saw correlations and connections with people who you know got those first clash cassettes and the cure and you know like oh wow you know those people then maybe got into you know oh pavement and stuff later on and things like that in the 90s and and then you know in the last 10 years or so they're like oh I like this arcade fire thing I like the sound system Interpol yeah. you know I already got Interpol request tonight so I to, to, to me I see maybe it's a wavy one but I see a, still a linear line that traces all this music even back to I mean we go back to Iggy and Bowie and we you know play like some oldie stuff that kind of creep in there too just for, just for fun mix it up you know it's, we've definitely expanded 
kid a lot over the years with having fun with some of that sort of, I mean, Arturo loves the hip-hop kind of stuff, so he'll throw in something like that once in a while. I'll throw in like a, you know, old Beatles tune or something like that or Stone song. And uh, so, so, you know, it was based on those core artists. New Order slash Joy Division, The Cure, The Smiths, Depeche Mode, uh, that sort of thing. And um, they really branched out from those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, something I think that's worthwhile about this party too is that it has not bowed to trends. You know, and I've got a lot of artists who maybe, or, you know, friends of this podcast who, who do all sorts of different music. Dubstep, electro, all sorts of stuff. I'm not putting anything down. But this party has really always stayed true to itself. It hasn't rebranded itself as like Panic Dubstep or something like that, you know? And I wonder if, if maybe it's because the people that come here are so just devout and true to their musical taste. Like, they will love that same Blur song or Stone Roses song all these years later and still just squeal with delight when they hear the first two notes um, as opposed to maybe more mainstream audiences who are like oh okay I love this now this is great and then they're laughing at what they liked three years down the line you know um, so I think maybe it's something like that these people are so this music is such a part of their absolute beings like it's what they grew up with it's what they spent you know their nights listening to the radio really quiet when they're supposed to be in bed you know when they're a teenager whatever that's the, I think what it is based on so I think that's maybe what it is because these people still love to hear these songs that they have always loved their whole lives and and, and and like the current stuff like the current indie that's come and gone you know there's something we would play you know that's of the time yeah. you know like a Ting Tings three years ago or something like that or whatever else uh, you know um, last summer you, you, you had to throw out like a remix of Foster the People once in a while you know yeah, you do MGMT you yeah, do Passion Pit over go. the years all those artists yeah, yeah. so those come and go um, some stick like LCD Sound System I think you, you can play forever uh, I, think, yeah. I think James Murphy has etched himself into that timeline of legendary status. So, uh, yeah, so that, that, that current stuff kind of comes and goes, but those old class, I mean, when they, I just played Temptation from New Order for the zillionth time of my life, and yeah. it, it, it went from everyone like, oh, it's 11.30, we're kind of getting into it, and to bam, party on. Well, you know, you have been doing this, you have a long history in a lot of different areas of the music industry, but, you know, from the promoter side, from the DJ side, from the kind of, like, event production side, how have you seen the... <laughs> We've got another podcast veteran who just walked by, Miguel Martin. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I see I walked in on an interview here and interrupted everything. <laughs> You're on, like, two podcasts this week, yeah, man. Know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast photobomb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Uh, um... <laughs> I'm totally leaving this in. But, you know, so you've been involved, you know, in the event production world, in the music industry for some time now. How have you seen this side of things change? You know, because six years ago, seven years ago, it was a very different scene when you went out to a dance party than it is now. What's it been like on your end? For a while, it got a lot easier in the digital age and social media age because you weren't schlepping around with piles of flyers going everywhere. You're like, oh, will this be a good shop to like drop a few flyers up? Will people come here and see this and grab it and take it home and read it? I don't know. Will the store even let me leave this crap laying here? Um, to hang in posters illegally on mailboxes, you know. Oh, yeah. So that, that, that street thing, which, I mean, let's, we can all be like, just the same with like, you know, buying records or CDs. I mean, yeah, that, there was something to that that was kind of fun. But it's a I'm lot not, of man hours. Yeah, I'm not 25 anymore. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so then it got easy with the digital thing. Oh, okay, great. Now he's making a Facebook page and pimp that out. But now, okay, well now everyone and their third cousin is doing that with everything else they're schlepping. And now it's like, well, how do we send out from that crap? 
And that's where it gets tough. And I still don't really know the answer to that. You know, we try to do anything, you know, try to give away tickets to a cool show that people want to see or something like that. Um, not that I really think anybody's sitting there at night going like, it's 8.30, what should we do tonight? Oh, they're giving away tickets to that one show. Well, God damn it, we're going there and yeah. see if we'll put our name in that fishbowl and see if we get drawn to win. I don't think it's that. I think people are here like, oh, that's cool. It's something, you know, to spice it up with. Oh, cool guest DJ. Awesome. Oh, maybe, uh, uh, I don't know, um, just little things to try to make it different, sort of, uh, and uh, like record release parties or bringing a band or something like that. And, um, and yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's tough to, I, I think it's, it just matters, you know, it's, I think it's, there isn't a whole lot you can do anymore to really catch someone's eye and convert them. Unless it's somebody like just moved to town, it's like, oh, I want to find things that I like. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's a matter of once they are here, they have to like what they're hearing and experiencing, and then they come back. So it's like, I think you do all the digital promotion, social media stuff that you want. They gotta have a good time when they come here. Well, and yeah, I think the end experience is a big part of it because you're right. It's like, dude, I don't know what it is. Everyone in the world is a promoter now. I don't know if it's just because everyone has lost their jobs or like, <laughs> but it wasn't like this six years ago. There were a handful of promoters. Now, yeah. you look on Facebook and you have 60 new notifications and they're all invites. Yeah. I know, right? I mean, invites to nothing, you know? To <laughs> nothing, exactly. Not, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Invites to, yeah, to my dog's first birthday or something like that. It's like, I mean, Vote for me in the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I know. I, I, it's, it's, and that's what makes that pool so deep and, uh, and, and, and just crowded. So that's why I think maybe someone like me, I'm lucky because... You know, guys like us were doing it beforehand, so you have that at least some recognition going into all that. So, I, you know, honestly, I feel bad for anybody trying to make a go of it to start now. How do you even get going and stand and stand out at all? I don't know, man. So, yeah, I have to rest on the fact that I'm an old guy and uh, people who <laughs> can at least. Start. But you got the name, yeah. You got the name recognition, and you know. It's, it really is kind of harder than ever, I think, right now to be a promoter, or at least to stand up above the noise. So, like, what keeps you coming back as it gets harder and harder and there's more challenges? What, what brings you back to keep doing this party every month, to keep doing music work and, and stay in this world? If this is a video podcast, uh, we could look at the, the, the room right now um, because I still get off on this energy, this vibe, this feeling. When you when you play a song that you love, that's another thing. We've never had to play songs that we hate. You know, I mean, every DJ's had those gigs where it's like a job, and he's like, "Oh, I got this gig at this whatever downtown club or something like that, cheesy place," and but they're paying me a lot of money, and I just got to play songs that I just hate. Play Usher, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like roll that along and get paid in the night. Those are maybe a gig, but this is a love and a passion. And uh, but you know, even if I'm playing a song that I played a million times in my life. When you see that, you, you either hear, like, the vocal, like, yeah, you know, and, or the, you see him run to the floor or just go nuts, that never gets old to me, man. It never does. And one thing that has been pointed out to me a couple times, I mean, it's, I mean it doesn't have to be pointed out. I, I'm, it's always on my mind. But um, people, like, on Facebook this week, or someone came up to me, two people tonight so far. My good friend Stefania came up and she's like, look, let me get the savvy bit out of the way. She, she got here early before we really got rolling. She's like, look, just let me get that out of the way now. And then fun time, fun, fun, fun time. And she's like, I moved here, didn't know a soul. Uh, 
I, I, I noticed that she, but yeah, back in the organic world when she saw a fly or something like that, and oh, that sounds cool, I'll go there. Um, or she might have been here for something and saw the poster on the wall, and her entire circle of friends, of her in, absolute entire Chicago life, were the people she met here. Yeah. Um, I can't. I don't know how many marriages there are. There's definitely a bunch. I mean, I mean, a bunch. There's definitely a few people in the DC days or here that have ended up getting married. Countless girlfriend boyfriend situations. Countless. Um, and and we had a panic baby recently because a couple that met here uh, are married and had a kid the last handful of months. Um, so that's the kind of thing that just makes me stop and think. Like it's just me with my music collection showing up every month, but. That's really happening out there. All around this room, people are meeting, people are having fun, people are getting to know each other, people are, hopefully ideas are being exchanged, and bands are being started, or projects are being implemented, and whatever line of work you do, and, and yeah, people are probably pairing off and going home the other night, that's cool too, but like, you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff, these enduring friendships and then relationships that have spawned from meet, people meeting here. Man, that, that just blows me away. Well, it's pretty awesome. And that's what keeps you coming back every time. You know? Well, tonight is the last panic dance party happening here at Dark Room. Big question mark on whether it's the last one ever, if it's going to continue maybe somewhere else. I know it's too early to say, but kind of like what can you tell people about the future, if there is one, of panic? Now the Dark Room is shutting its doors. I, I know you want the juicy bit, but uh, lame enough, uh, I don't know yet. Um, Artur and I have begun the discussions, you know, um, and of course we're both willing to get like, like okay, let's let's. It, it wasn't like a oh thank God, Whew, it's about freaking time. We're done. Um, it, it was it was definitely a, okay. So we got to talk and figure out what we're gonna do now. I think I think uh, maybe a, a nice little break is gonna be good, you know, um, for us personally and. Uh, I'm going to be out of the country for three, four weeks here pretty soon. Uh, uh, so it'll be a nice little, you know, most things would maybe like if it's gone for a few months, maybe it'll get people antsy again and restless. So, uh, uh, but no, uh, don't know yet. But uh, in all likeliness, we're going to be looking for some place to call home again. And uh Maybe someone will say, okay, we've got a regular monthly slot for you again, like we have been doing. Maybe someone will say, oh, well, you can do a one-off here, and we'll start like that. I don't know, you know? Like, back to how being so oversaturated things are, yeah. I'm back in, like, in that, oh, hey, me, 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 you know, look at us uh, situation where we, we have to try to get a new gig again. Well, you know, this party really has endured. I mean, it's, it's traveled. The only thing I can think of that's comparable is Boom Boom Room, in that it's traveled from other markets. It's endured multiple hosts, multiple promoters, you know, multiple years. And you've really put your stamp on this party, obviously, here in Chicago over the last six years. So, you know, I, I, I see panic enduring. I feel like it's going to go on because it's it survived this long, you know, across multiple cities and multiple incarnations, you know? I hope so. And thanks, man. I figured this room would be probably empty tonight. That wasn't the case. But no, we, it's... We, people that came in from different time zones, people flew in today, I heard, you know, my cousins here flew in from New York. You know, it's like, I, 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 I'm, of course, I, want, I, I hope you're right, but I do think you are because, hey... They all turned out tonight. Uh, yeah. I got tons of texts and emails and messages and Facebooks and like, oh, you know, from people like were distraught that they had to leave town this weekend or just couldn't be here at all. Or and a lot of people from the old DC days checking in. My mom sent me a message today, like, oh, it's the last man. How are you doing? And uh, you know, so um, I think tonight, even if I had any doubts, I think tonight shows like 
they're still they care about it. Yeah, yeah. This party has really impacted a lot of people. I've always had fun. I've been coming here for years, and uh, you know, I can't wait to see what happens next because I'm confident that there is a next chapter of Panic. I think it's just a matter of seeing where and when it ends up. I hope so. We'll work our tails off and uh, try to make it so. Awesome, man. Well, nice work in the last six years here at Darkroom. Thanks, Mr. Black. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Thank always. This has been the Chicago First United Audio Podcast or Chicago Scene Salvation. Thanks to Pogo for being on the show this week. You can find past episodes of the Chicago First United Audio Podcast at ChicagoFirstUnited.com, including interviews with Transit, Kill Hannah, and many, many more. You can find the Dynasty Podcast Network at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.